right, UFC featherweight contender Calvin Cater. Thank you for joining me, man. I know it's fight week, three times a charm. Does it feel like any other fight week right now? Uh, it's just been a long, long, you know, long camp. So, other than that, yeah, fight week to fight week. I think the world's getting an idea of what we go through, you know, self-isolation and social distancing to the max right now. Everyone's kind of in a fight camp of their own. Who is the, uh, who are the essential personnel, so to, so, so to say, that's heading to Florida with you? So right now we got uh, Rob Font, my teammate, Coach Tyson Chartier, uh, Coach Carlos Neto, and, uh, and that's it, man, right now. But, you know, a couple other guys behind the scenes helped me get prepared. Uh, wrestling coach John Dupree and uh, Muay Thai uh, mitt holder Jake Manini. So poor group of guys helping me out get ready. Uh, just, you know, now we're about, what, six days away show, till showtime? The last couple of weeks, have you been able to, have they loosened things up a little bit? Have you been able to get into the gyms and, and work out in, in a good environment? I mean, we have uh, we have a mainstay that we've been going to, but it's close to the public and it's a tight-knit group of guys going in. And, uh, you know, we're all being very careful uh, with how we're handling things, uh, you know, outside of the gym. So this way we don't bring anything inside. And when we get there, uh, pre post uh, gym workouts, we're, we're sanitizing, we're showering, changing clothes, you know, treating it like as if uh, a nurse coming back from the hospital. We're all trying to just, you know, do the things we can control and uh, still keep moving forward and getting in the work. Basically, you're living like, like you said, a nurse or a doctor. You're like a doctor out there at the gym. <laughs> yeah, you know, except we're not, we're not running into uh, the front lines where they are, you know, not to say we're as compromised and hats off to them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for the work that they're doing right now, uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, they're, they're actually seeing uh, the patients. You know, for us, we're dodging them in an isolated gym and then going back to the comfort of our own home. So, uh, you know, definitely a little different, but we treat it as if, um, you know, trying to take all the precautionary measures uh, to the max right now, for sure. Any weird interactions, you know, this self-quarantine and, and social distancing has gotten people weird. You know, you see it online all the time. Have you had any crazy interactions with people at the grocery store or anything like that? I mean, shit, it's, there's always weird interactions, right? Even now it's funny, like you go for a jog down the street and then, uh, you know, you're kind of coming up next to someone now because everyone's on the damn street or, you know, you try to find spots where not everyone's going to be, but now everyone's kind of weirded out running into you know, a uh, little little foot traffic on the routes, and they're all kind of like, ah, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. Kind of a lot of like Larry David moments where where people are getting uh, you know, up close and not really knowing how like the right way to act, especially saying hi or bye to people. That's the weirdest shit now. Elbow taps maybe is respectful, but what the fuck's an elbow tap? You know, it's like, you know, if we're elbow tapping, you might as well be fucking hugging. So it's it's like, yeah, hi, bye. You're trying to be respectful but not rude. What are you going to do? You know, it's kind of a lot of situations like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. You might have to just go the, the Asian style, you know what I mean? Just start bowing to everybody all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start bowing to everybody now, this week. That's awesome. 100%. I'm going to bow. I want to know, man. I want to know how everybody reacts during fight week <laughs> when you're bowing well, to everybody well, from, like, seven feet away. <laughs> I'm gonna bow. I'm gonna start saluting and bowing. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> now, <laughs> now uh, you're fighting Jeremy Stevens, of course. 
you know, a tough guy, a guy that's been around for a long ass time. If you really checked his record, his resume, it's like, damn, he's been around for so long. Is there a beef there with you and him? Is there something going on there? No, I, I try not to give these guys too much, uh, you know, too much energy like that. There's a beef and there's a problem, you know. It's not a problem until we step in there if they, if they want one. You know, I don't really care to carry the beef outside of the, uh, you know, the fight, but... Um, where it's at with him, you know, people are saying definitely he's a vet. You know, he's been in the game a long time. He's fought a lot of stiff competition, but I've been in the game arguably just about as long, maybe not as fought, you know, title contenders like he has to to uh, the amount of the tough competition he's had. But all all the same, man, I've been in the sport a long time, and I feel like I'm just starting to get my dues. And uh, a win over Jeremy, man, would be huge. You know, he's, he's like you said, he's a vet in the game. He's fought a lot of tough guys, and uh, and I would definitely like to add that win on, on, on my resume. Fight week, there's some emotions there. You know, face-offs are emotional. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But maybe there might not be any face-offs. Or maybe there'll be face-offs, but you're, you're 10 feet from each other. That's going to be weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. I didn't think of that. And I was, if we do the weigh-ins, I, I feel like, shit, might as well put the weigh-ins on ESPN. There's nothing else on right now, right? Yeah. Why not? Just tape the whole damn tape us walking into the hotels. <laughs> put it on ESPN. There's not anything else going on. I think I saw a cherry spitting the other day on ESPN, a competition, championship, oh, spitting cherry pits. <laughs> and people are watching the craziest shit nowadays. They're all dying for sports to be back. And uh, I'm happy that we're the first show in town, you know, back on back on schedule. Yeah, man, it's, it's history in the making. You know, Dana White and the UFC, they got some big balls. You, you got to respect that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't grow the company how he did without having big balls, man. You hear some of the stories he took on, uh, you know, in the earlier days uh, with, with just the position the company was in and taking the risks he took. You don't get there by making, you know, small moves and small, small decisions he, he went against uh, what a lot of people thought. And, and sometimes that works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't. And either way, for right now, I, I'm grateful to have that opportunity and that he's putting his neck on the line to, you know, uh, host the event for, for us. But only in Florida, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you always hear about Florida, you know, the Florida man and, and everything crazy always happens in Florida. Like, but know, now it's, it's a positive thing. Yeah, they're going to look back. They're going to say, uh, a Florida man fights in a cage during pandemic back in, you know, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stevens, he's difficult to finish. The last time he was finished was by Jose Aldo, a legend. Do you look at that fight and, and say, hey, those are the vulnerabilities that I'm looking at. Yeah, it was, a, it was something to be said. You know, he, he touched him to the body. And, and, you know, guys that are tough to finish to the chin, he, I mean, I feel like no one's immune to a good body shot drop, you know, to, to get dropped by a good body shot. But uh, I think, really, when, when going for a finish, you can't look for it. It's just got to present itself. It's got to happen organically. And, um, and and like I usually use the analogy, you know, you don't just chop down a tree with one hack. Mm -hmm. You gotta work that that thing. You gotta chop that shit down. So, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm prepared to go uh, one round or three rounds. You know, however it's got to work. But I won't be looking for anything. I'll just take what presents itself and uh, let the fight ha happen organically. Definitely some some Paul Bunyan style, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta take out the trunk, right? Start from the legs to the body, and then take the chin out. But yeah, uh, and and it's funny you mentioned that. We're kind of all on our Rocky shit right now with the workout. Mm. So. Pretty fitting. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, they say, or a lot of fighters, they say that they have the best boxing in MMA. How would you rank yourself amongst the, the best boxers in MMA? Uh, I let the public and, and the critics all kind of talk about that shit. You know, for me, I just keep my head down, stay busy at work, and uh, and and let them say what they're going to say either way and, and use it to drive me one way or the other, you know? <laughs> let them talk shit, drive me, and uh, or let them, you know, say good things and, and let me try to prove them right. Either way, that's not for me to kind of think about, you know? At least not that in this point in time. I'm still working on making my name and putting some respect on it. And um, and, and then I'll let the critics kind of, you know, determine where I stand in the mix. I'll let yeah, my fight do the talking, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's all hype. It's all hype. Now, what do you feel gives you the edge against Stevens outside of the boxing? You know, I, I, as much as I don't show it, I'm uh, I, I'm a, a well-rounded fighter, you know? And um, I, I have that in my toolbox and um and with jeremy i feel like i i feel comfortable wherever the fight goes i know he takes uh that knockout power in the third round but so don't i you know i got third round finishes too and uh and, and it's gonna make for a good fight you know the crowd's gonna be uh, empty the arena's gonna be empty crowd's gonna be at home so uh, we'll be we'll be able to kind of it'll be a different vibe different feel but uh fight nonetheless and 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 we'll be ready to go um, either way, you know, whatever circumstances. How far in the rearview mirror is the Zabit fight? Does it still play a factor in your training? Does it motivate you? Or is it something that you erase from your mind and you're just moving forward? I take what I can from it. I move forward, but um, I definitely don't like to forget. You know, I like to, I'm always evolving, always adapting. Um, I, I like to I prefer to win, learn off wins. But, uh, you know, in the last one, Take what I can from it, move on, and and Jeremy's number seven. I'm number nine. A win over him puts me a lot closer to all these guys, and and uh, make mental notes for when I run back into him again. You know. Speaking of the rankings, a lot of the guys that are ahead of you, they don't live or train in the U.S., which could be an advantage with all this quarantine stuff going on and travel bans and and events not being able to be thrown outside of the U.S. It's very beneficial for yourself even after this fight. Do you see that? I mean, not if you're looking to fight on Fight Island. You know? <laughs> I got to fight one of them to get on it because I hear only the international guys to get in those opportunities. But yeah. I'm looking at this opportunity to get a step up on, on all the competition. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how things play out, more so the guys that are sitting back and taking this time to enjoy themselves and self-indulge or, you know, maybe, you know, sit back, ease back a little bit, spend time with their families, which I get. But right now I'm on a different, you know, mental state. I, I'm I'm hard at work and and uh, I, I'm looking to get a leg up on the competition while everyone might see this as an opportunity to sit back and relax. I saw uh, I was reading through some Instagram stuff on your, you know, on your page, and and I saw some fans. You know, do you read the comments? Because sometimes I see fans. They're like, "Oh, I'm your fan, but I want to tell you, you need to do this and you need to do that." Do you read? Yeah, <laughs> do yeah. you laugh at that? Yeah. I definitely. So every now and then I'll try to, you know, I'll, I'll tune in on my buddies to tell me some shit someone said. And a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's just some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> oftentimes it'd be funny if like, if I put my eyes on them and try to critique them on what they do every fucking day, you know, but um, I don't really, I don't pay too much mind to it. I throw up a post up. I, I do it more to, you know, to inspire the people that are looking mm -hmm. and, and want to 
you know, be where I'm at or, or, or trying to be active and do some of the things I'm doing, or it just takes a positive message from it. But every now and then a hater will give you just as much motivation. So you might, you know, tune in, but I don't really feed back to it other than, you know, take from it and then get some good output in the gym laughing at some of the shit these guys say. It's pretty funny. I'll tell you what, man, when, when you start leveling up, so don't your haters and, and the, the internet trolls, they start coming with some, like, the, they, they, they used to locally not make much sense. You know, but now some of these guys got some decent fucking arguments. You know, they actually <laughs> they study the game, and you're like, damn, this guy's like a pretty knowledgeable troll. You know, <laughs> I know this shit. Sometimes I think it's like fighters that have like these burner accounts, and they're just like messing with the other fighters sometimes because they know a lot. Who the hell has the time to make a burner account? You know. I could barely even get enough posts out on my normal one and try to be you know, as responsive on that as I can, and I think I do a shitty job. To have the time to get a burner account, I'd be on social media way too much, man. It's 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 that'd be that'd be incredible. Yeah, man. One last thing, Gronkowski. Come on, Gronkowski follows Brady to the Bucks and unretires. Like, what is what is the level? You know. Of- blasphemy i don't even know like what is the level of anger I, do you have anger because of this like it's come on like i'm i'm a big football fan outside of fighting football is my life so yeah well you know i get brady doing his thing uh believe it or not you know i respect it he's a cleaner and 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 he didn't see what he wanted um you know in the patriots right here for his setup and it takes a lot of balls to make that move too like you're talking about with dana white you know it takes balls for him after two decades successfully in new england to not just retire here but go and try to get one more and if it's not with the patriots it's you know with the bucks but um you know Around here, we like to call them the New England Buccaneers now with all their recent transactions, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, it should make for an interesting season. My hope is that the season doesn't even kick off and Tampa Bay got to sit on these two gems for a whole year thinking that they're Super Bowl bound this year. I'm just wondering what's going to happen when, when Tom Brady and Gronkowski actually go to Gillette and play against the Patriots. That's just going to oh. be one hell of a day. I know, I know, man. I love good competition, though. That's why we love sports, mm. you know, and I think that'll be an interesting game. And, um, they'll, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see that, honestly, at this point, right? I'd love to see anything uh, at this point as far as sports is concerned. And, you know, lucky for us, we get to kick things off May 9th. 